Well, I hope that uh, whether in person or whether by catching up with uh, the messages online, that you were able to engage this summer uh, with God's word from the book of 1 Corinthians. There were some really impactful, some really challenging messages uh, as we looked at what 1 Corinthians has to say uh, about living out our faith in real life this summer. And as Pastor Rick said, we're, we're going to now transition. The next two weeks are going to look a little bit different for us. And so as we get ready to kick into a new ministry year here in a few weeks, we wanted to take a few weeks uh, to pause <laughs> and to celebrate how God has been at work um, both in and through all of you through the course of this past year. You know, uh, we live in a time where... <laughs> Slowing down uh, doesn't happen too often. Uh, we rarely pause. We rarely stop to, to look back and to celebrate. And maybe that's because of our strong Pennsylvania work ethic or our German roots. Uh, for me, definitely part of it has to do with my personality type. I have this propensity to just want to achieve and to be productive all the time. And so I'll confess that there's been many seasons of my life where I've missed opportunities to slow down and to celebrate. I'm always looking towards the next challenge, right? The next thing that has to get done uh, to adventure out into all of these amazing places that I believe God wants to take me and take us. But I don't often enough take the time just to stop and to celebrate and to look back and, and to learn from God and to notice how God was moving and how God was at work in all of uh, my activity. But when we look at God's word, we notice the, the spiritual tenor of, of several great people of faith. And, and what we notice is this attitude of, of gratitude accompanied with this practice of celebration. Especially if you look at the Old Testament, the great men and women of faith did such a good job of modeling for us what it looks like to pause and to celebrate God's work. Similarly, if you think about Jesus, who you could argue may have had the reason to stay the busiest of anyone who has ever walked the face of this planet, he took time to stop, to pray, to thank God. And then if you look at, towards the end of the New Testament in Hebrews 11 and 12, we see this huge celebration of God's faithful and of God's faithfulness. And so that's kind of what we're going to be doing over the next two weeks here at the end of August. Uh, these messages may feel a little bit like sermons, but they're probably going to feel a lot like thank you letters. <laughs> Today we're going to say thank you, Daybreak Family, because of you, we celebrate. We celebrate life change. And then next week, we're going to say, thank you, God, because of you, because of your faithfulness, our hearts are full. You know, it's, it's kind of interesting, uh, ironic in some ways, that we spent this whole summer working through 1 Corinthians, right? This first letter that Paul wrote to this church at Corinth that was kind of new to the faith and didn't really know what it looked like to live out that faith in ways that impacted their life. Uh, and so he wrote this letter to encourage them toward this, this living that better reflected their faith. And now today, we're actually going to be looking at a few passages from 2 Corinthians, where Paul now is stopping, and he's noticing the growth of these new believers as they've allowed God uh, to work in and through them. And so we see part of the motivation for Paul's celebration uh, early in this second letter, 2 Corinthians 3.3, 3, where Paul says this. He says, you show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on the tablets of human hearts. Paul says, here's why I need to stop and celebrate. Because your influence on the world, your changed lives, 
the work of the spirit of the living God in you that you have allowed him to do is like a letter from Christ to the watching world. And Daybreak today, we want to celebrate that the spirit of the living God is alive and is moving in your hearts. You're allowing Jesus' love and Jesus' grace to motivate you to say yes to the work of God's spirit in your hearts. And your lives are becoming more and more aligned with God's best for you. And as you do this, Jesus is writing a letter to the people of this community. He's writing a letter to people that we have a relationship with halfway across the world through your surrendered hearts. And so today, we want to take some time to pause and to celebrate so many of the different ways that we see this happening. And we're going to start today by sharing the story of Laura Baker. Laura took the opportunity about a year ago herself to, to take a pause, to stop, and to reflect on her journey with Jesus here at Daybreak. And we were honored that she chose to write a bit of that out and to send it to us. And, and sidebar, any time that you get an opportunity to stop and to reflect on, on what God is doing in you through Daybreak, we'd love for you to send that our way because it's such an encouragement to so many in our church family. But I want you to check out the story that God is writing in Laura's life because of the commitment of our church family to love her and to point her towards Christ. So watch this video with me. My husband and I were getting married. We hadn't been to church in a while and wanted to get married but didn't really know where to turn. Ben Kenny had mentioned his childhood neighbor, Rick Jacobs, would maybe consider marrying us. When we met with Pastor Rick during our wedding planning, I was full of anxiety and just wanted everything to be perfect. Rick stopped me in my tracks, closed his notes and said, let's just pray. Wow, what a moment. I had never been prayed for and I had never been so overcome with peace after his prayer. This was my first introduction to Daybreak Church. Fast forward to May 2018, when we decided to become members at Daybreak and take the Journey Workshop. At the end of the Journey Workshop, we were asked to fill out an application, and one of the questions was, have you accepted Jesus as your leader and forgiver? I responded yes, but also wrote that I was on a journey. I had written this because I had to be honest. Sean had written me a follow-up email and said he or Rick would love to meet with me to discuss my answer. To be honest, I pretended to ignore it. I didn't really know how to respond. But God wouldn't let me ignore that email. He had a plan. I was struggling with the demands of having two children under the age of two and keeping up with life. I had so much anxiety and was really struggling. God knew my struggle and nudged me to read a book called Mommy Burnout. I learned from this book that I needed to surround myself with people that want, I wanted to model after. So I reached out to Ashley about serving in Daybreak's kids ministry. Serving in kids ministry has been wonderful. I have met so many new kids, parents, and leaders that just fill my cup and share with me so many ways that God has filled their cup. While I was serving in kids ministry, Adam Johnson came up to me and asked if I wanted to be part of their small group. Again, God designing this beautiful plan right before my eyes, and I didn't even know it. He gave us a new family at daybreak to do life with. Our small group prays for us and for our children and checks in with us weekly. Last fall, Daybreak Women's Mosaic Ministry offered a study, Breathe, by Priscilla Shire. 
After reading the description of the study online, I realized this class was made just for me. For seven weeks, I was in total awe of God. He sent me two women's leaders and a room full of women who I could be vulnerable with. They prayed for me, they shared experiences, and they validated me. God gave me an invitation each week to sit down for two hours and do my homework in the quiet, just God and me. Because of Daybreak Sunday message, I learned God first, marriage second, and kids third. Putting God in my life first has been amazing. Amazing on my marriage, my ability to love my kids with a full heart, and watching him lead me to a network of people who have lifted me. Six months later, I can honestly say that I am living proof that God is my leader and my forgiver. God has put some special people from daybreak in my life to help me experience his beauty, giving me joy in serving others and amazing daybreak friends to walk through life with. The life I now love and enjoy is not because of me. It is because of God and because of you we're willing to serve and give to the mission of daybreak. I want to make sure you caught all of those because of yous that were in there. So because someone stopped and prayed with her and prayed over her, because people took the time to, to coach her during and after the journey workshop, because of her being able to use her gifts to serve, to love on kids, because of parents and Kidman volunteers encouraging and appreciating and equipping her, because someone reached out and invited her to engage in biblical community, to find a smaller spiritual family to do life with, to be supported by, because of a room full of vulnerable women who made her feel valued and safe and mentored, because she learned about the importance of solitude and of prioritizing God first, because of you, <laughs> Daybreak, Lara's life was changed, and not just one of you, but so many of you. And the truth is that that's not just Lara's story. <laughs> if we were each to tell the stories of how God has brought life change about in our lives, you would see this theme that it's because of the whole of God's family here at Daybreak. Because of the way that you are so faithful in the work of helping people discover and deepen a life-changing journey with Jesus. Our lives are changed because of it. And so on behalf of Lara, <laughs> on behalf of myself, on behalf of so many others like us. Thank you. When we, like the church at Corinth, become committed to living out our faith in real life, God has the power to make a difference in the lives of others through our surrendered lives. And I would have to imagine this is something that he loves doing. We're going to fast forward now to 2 Corinthians chapter 9. And here we see Paul sharing about the rich spiritual blessings that people were experiencing as this body of believers were beginning to give their lives away to others. Starting verse 11, it says, You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. This service that you perform is not only supplying the needs of God's people, but is also overflowing in many expressions of thanks to God. Because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God for the obedience that accompanies your confession of the gospel of Christ and for your generosity in sharing with them and with everyone else. 
I love what Paul is saying here. The impact that the people of God's church, the bride of Christ, can have. He says we have this unique opportunity as believers in Christ to do what he calls living out our confession of the gospel of Christ. Paul says when you take your belief and you partner it with obedience and you partner it with generous living, you prove God. Why? Because that is so different than what our culture, even what the culture in Paul's time was like, right? Our culture doesn't train us to generously give our lives away. It trains us to work as hard as we can to consume, to take what we deserve, right? So many times we have this this cost versus benefit ratio rolling in our heads that I think we've almost become blind to the effect that it has on us. And even as it relates to church, we oftentimes have this what's in it for me mentality without even realizing that we have it. And so we come to worship or we come to small group and we're thinking so much about what, what am I going to get out of this? What's in it for me? Now, don't get me wrong. It, it is awesome. And we talk about it almost every week to, to come to corporate worship expectant about how God is going to meet us. It, it's incredible to expect that as we gather together in, in a circle in someone's home or at the church in a group to, to study God's word together, that God is going to meet us there and that he's going to bless us with something. But as we mature in our faith, Jesus was clear that that our question needs to change from from what blessing can I get from this to how does God want to bless others through how he blesses me in this. The church doesn't exist just for us, right? We're not a country club. We're a hospital. Jesus didn't say, bring the well to me. He said, bring the sick. He didn't come for those who thought they had it all together. He came to seek and to save the lost. And the church was and the church is Jesus' plan to bring his hope, the gospel, to a hurting world. And that's why you hear us say that we are a family on mission. And so if, or I should probably say when, you feel that pool of our culture, that consumer mindset trying to encircle you, Here's two great ways that God's word shows us to overcome that. And this is bonus material, so it's not in your outline, but you might want to write this down today. First of all, cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude. Cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude. Constantly be mining your life for all of the things that God has done for you. It's a lot more than you probably think it is at first glance. And that's why I use the word mine your life. And we're going to talk a lot more about gratitude next weekend. So number one, cultivate a lifestyle of gratitude. Number two, cultivate a lifestyle of generosity. Constantly be looking for ways that you can be generous with the blessings that God has given to you. And here I want to emphasize that word constantly. Because when you constantly look for ways that you can bless others with what the Lord gives you, you're going to find a lot more opportunities than you ever dreamed about. This is such a beautiful way to think about living. Open-handed and expectant as to what you'll receive from the Lord, and open-handed and expectant about the ways that you can bless others with what the Lord gives to you. Gratitude and generosity. And so many of you are living this lifestyle. I hear it in your stories. I see it through other people who are in awe of God's work in you. And not even just in your joyful moments, but even in your seasons of pain 
and challenge. I've seen so many of you embrace (laughs) the blessings that come through trials. If you want to talk about a letter that Christ writes to the world through you, because of you, God gives others the faith and the strength to face their challenges, to know that they can trust God, to know that they, despite their challenges, can say, even so, it is well with my soul. And so to those of you who model a joy-filled faith, despite walking through tough seasons, we say thank you. You know, many of yourself, many of you give yourselves away uh, through relationship to others and just such beautiful, lovingly organic ways, but many of you also give yourselves away to God and to others by volunteering in a ministry here at Daybreak. And to me, it, it always boggles my mind, and it's really cool to think about, the number of different people who serve at Daybreak, even just on a Sunday morning, to give you, to give your family the opportunity to encounter the living God. And so if you think about from the moment you walk in, the welcome team that embraces you, Right, the coffee team that caffeinates you, a very important one for many of you. <laughs> the worship team and the tech team that, that helps to usher you into God's presence. The kid ministry volunteers who not only give you a breather from your kids, <laughs> but who welcome your kids like Jesus, investing in them so lovingly, so intentionally. To the prayer team who's praying for you and over you during our services. To the people who take care of our facility on a Sunday morning. And all of this, not just at one service, but at two. Not just at one campus, but at two. And all of this just on a Sunday. Like not even counting all of the ministry that happens during the week. Not counting all of the people who allow God to align their gifts and their passion and their personal style into a sweet spot serve where they can be faithful and fruitful and fulfilled and make God famous. Here at Daybreak, there are upwards of 500 of you serving in over 70 different ministries who all contribute to God's work in order to help people discover and deepen a life-changing journey with Jesus. Daybreak, here's what you need to know. That because of your serving God is changing lives. Because of your serving, God is changing lives. I love the way Paul says it in 2 Corinthians 9, 13. He says, because of the service by which you have proved yourselves, men will praise God. (laughs) Daybreak, because of the ways you serve, people praise God. People who have never experienced the love And the goodness of God will praise God because of you and your service. People who do know God's love and goodness are encouraged and reminded about it because of you and your service. Jesus said, the greatest among you will be your servant. How could he say that? Why, Jesus, would you say that? Because serving is impactful. When you serve others in Jesus' name, you give Jesus a face to them. You give Jesus hands and feet to them. They get to feel the embrace of Jesus through you. You know, as part of our staff, I get an opportunity at times to witness and to hear about the impact that it makes when so many of you sacrifice your time and give of your talents to serve other people. And I want to applaud your consistency and your faithfulness. You might not see the difference that you make in a single serve. You might not feel like you make a difference when you high 
kid or when you shake a hand or when you say a prayer or when you sing a song or when you push a button, <laughs> when you make a pot of coffee. But when you stop and you take a look at the big picture, when you see how your part contributes to the greater whole, you get to see the greatness of what God can do through our collective faithful acts of service. Vincent van Gogh was once quoted as saying, great things are done by a series of small things brought together. Great things are done by a series of small things brought together. And great things are happening in and through daybreak. The sum of the series of our serves, the sum of what may seem like seemingly inconsequential small serves is greatness. Paul is so right that because of the way you serve, people are praising God. They celebrate who God is because they see God in you as you serve. And I want to take a chance to, to prove that to you right now. I want to take this opportunity for us to publicly affirm those of you who serve in any way in the ministries of Daybreak. I'm going to call out a few groups of ministry teams, and as I do, if you serve in that capacity, I would ask that you please stand so that we can appreciate you, and then I would ask that you would continue to stay standing as we call out other ministries as well. And when you see these people stand, <laughs> if them or if their ministry has been a blessing to you or to your family, I want to encourage you to applaud them. I want to encourage you to whistle and to hoot and to holler. I want you to show them just how much you are praising God because of their service. All right? All right. So here's where we're going to start. If you invest into the lives of our kids or our students and you show them just how much Jesus loves them by serving in Kidman or in student ministries, would you now please stand up? Thank you guys for welcoming our kids like Jesus does. If you shepherd or if you invest into the lives of adults by helping to lead any type of a small group, whether a support for life group, a men's group, a women's group, a home group, any group, or you help to lead a ministry where you help people connect with God's family, like Beyond, or the Young Adult Collective, or Primetime Adult Ministry, or Men's Ministry, or Women's Ministry, or Marriage Ministry, all of you connecting ministries folks, would you now please join the Kidmen and Studentmen folks and stand? Thank you for making this a family where people know they belong and where they can grow up in God's word. If you point our community to Jesus through any of our incredible community impact ministries that meet felt needs and build bridges to a relationship with Jesus, would you now please stand? We thank you for your heart that beats for the lost and for helping us engage with that heart. If you're involved in any of our hospitality or welcome ministries, if you live out Daybreak's core value that everyone is welcome here, 
by making this such a loving and welcoming environment. Would you now please stand? Thank you for the warmth and the love that you exhibit. So many times when someone new joins us, the first thing that they say they're so struck by is how welcome they are made to feel, so thank you. If you give so much of yourself and your time by serving in artistic ministries like worship arts or video production or our photography team or our finishing touch decor ministries, would you now please stand? We thank you for the excellence and the thoughtfulness and the surrender that you bring to your ministry. If, and I have to tell you, this crew is crushing it, if you serve in any of our newly formed operations ministries, cleaning, setup, landscaping, anything facility related, would you now please stand? <laughs> This morning I got here at about 10 after 7, and one of our landscaping volunteers had the entire hood of his car already filled with weeds that he had been picking since 6 a.m. These guys are crushing it. Thank you. Thank you for the way, uh, personally, I'm so thankful for the way that you serve behind the scenes. If you serve administratively, taking prayer requests, stuffing or unstuffing bulletins, scheduling people, collecting the offering, making phone calls, any type of administrative support, would you now also stand? Thank you for being the supportive engine that helps us continue to serve people well. If you serve on our global ministries team, if you help to influence our church family to have God's heart for the world, or if you help to lead Daybreak's catalytic short-term trips that we are so privileged to take, would you also now please stand? <laughs> Thank you for allowing your heart for the nations to influence and to encourage and to inspire ours. If you exercise your gift of compassion, if you serve in our care ministries in any way, loving and caring for others like Jesus does, would you now please stand? Thank you for the love and the mercy that you exercise so faithfully, helping people know that in their times of struggle that they're not forgotten about. And if you serve on our spiritual formation team, if you help our church family dig into our relationship with Jesus in such a meaningful way, or you help to design great reflective environments like our Good Friday or Christmas communion experiences or our Taste of Sabbath events, would you also now please stand? <laughs> Thank you for helping us dig deeper in our walk with, with God. Here's the thing, I could keep going. <laughs> this is not an exhaustive list of all of the ministries of Daybreak. And so if I have not called out the ministry that you serve in, but you serve in a ministry here at Daybreak, would you now also please stand? 
I want you to look around this room. God is at work among us. And if you're standing, God is working through you. Your service is leading people to praise God. And so would you join me in giving one more big round of applause for all of those people who allow God to change lives through their service. Let's say thank you. Thank you. You can all be seated. If you want to make a difference the way that these people have, a great place to start is to support Sundays here at Daybreak. If you peek inside your program guide, there's an insert in there. Looks like this. It says Sunday serve at the top. Sunday is still, for us, the discipleship engine that serves the biggest number of people on a weekly basis. And so the opportunities to serve are plentiful. And so I want to encourage you, if you're not serving, or if you just want to try something new, to fill out this insert. This isn't a commitment to serve, it's just a request for more information about a ministry team that you might be interested in giving a try. If I mentioned a ministry in my shout-outs that has you intrigued, but that you don't see on the insert, uh, you can flip over the insert on the back and write the name of that ministry under the word other. Those of you who serve, Thank you for serving. Thank you for doing what you do. Those of you who fill this out today, thank you in advance. I'm excited to see what God does in and through you as you serve this year. Serving makes a huge difference. But let not, let's not forget what else Paul says in verse 11. He says, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. Certainly, the generosity of your time and your talent makes a difference. And God has blessed you with those things so that you can bless others. But it's not just your time and your talent that blesses others. It's not just your serving, but also daybreak. Because of your giving, God is changing lives. Because of your giving, God is changing lives. Throughout scripture, we see multiple invitations for us to be generous with our time and our talent, but also with our treasure. And I want to personally thank all of you who give so generously and so sacrificially. As you hear every week in the video announcements, it's your generosity that fuels, that facilitates the life-changing work that happens in our church family. And so I want to say thank you. Thank you to the over 600 people who have made at least one gift to the life-changing work of God in and through Daybreak in 2019 so far. Thank you for the $950,000 plus that you have given so far in 2019 to fund ongoing core ministry, to send people on catalytic trips, to care for the down and out, and to fund missions work in the Alliance Thank you to the 137 of you who set up a recurring gift online so that you can be consistent no matter where you are on any given week. You don't know what a blessing it is that your gifts allow us to have a level of predictable income so that we can execute the ministry that God has called us to execute. Thank you to those of you who take God at his word. 
and bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Those of you who give 10% of your income to the work of God through your spiritual family here at Daybreak. And I trust that you're experiencing the overflowing blessings from the floodgates of heaven that God's word promises you in Malachi because you do. Thank you to those of you who sacrificially give above and beyond your tithe every year. Your generosity is inspiring. And thank you to the 35 families that collectively gave 40% of what was given to God's work at Daybreak in the last year. Your gifts truly anchor our church's ability to have impact. Now, part of me wanted to have all of you stand up this morning or to throw your names on the screen so that we could celebrate you in front of our whole church family this morning. But I know that you don't give to be recognized, which is what makes what you do even cooler. You don't give to get public affirmation. You give out of love for God and for people. You give because God has blessed you and you simply can't help but pass that blessing along to others. You give because you want to affirm that you believe in what God is doing here in this family on mission for him. And I'm so amazed, not just by our top givers, but by so many of you. And some of the most powerful stories that I hear have nothing to do with the amount that someone gives, but everything to do with the, the amount of surrender, the amount of sacrifice that was needed for someone to be able to be obedient, to give back to God's work here in love. You know, I've been privileged to be part of this church family for 18 years now, and privileged to be on staff for about 15 of those years, and I'm always amazed at how both in seasons of plenty and in seasons of want, God provides through the generosity of his people. So many of you have given generously in crucial moments in our church's history, and so many of you have even given faithfully through very challenging times personally. And so on behalf of God, on behalf of your spiritual family, to all of you who give cheerfully and sacrificially and systematically and proportionately, to all of you who have given both when it's been easy as well as when it's been incredibly tough, to all of you who have supported Daybreak in seasons of extreme challenge and transition, to all of you who give back to the work of God's kingdom here at Daybreak, we say thank you. You are making a difference. And Paul reminds us that our generous giving to God's kingdom, just like our serving, it leads people to praise God. That our obedience to live out our belief in the gospel of Jesus Christ through giving leads people to worship God. And when we do live out that belief in the gospel through generous giving, not only are God's people blessed, not only is God's kingdom served and blessed, but so are we. In Acts 20, 35, Paul reminds us of one of the teachings of Jesus that is more blessed to give than to receive. And I believe this is true because it's God's word, but I also know that it's true because I've experienced it so many times in my own life. Every time you give, God changes you, and he uses you to make a difference in the life of someone else. You never know whose life, you never know whose circumstances God may choose to impact through your generosity. For example, when you give to the Benevolence Fund, you might be helping a single mom raising a few kids put dinner on her dinner table or keep a roof over her family's head. 
when you give to our ministry fund, the fund that our budget is created off of. You might be helping a grieving widow find an environment where she can process her grief with others. You could be helping to purchase supplies for Seventh Inning Stretch, our respite ministry for families of kids with special needs. You might be giving to one of thousands of other ways that our ministry fund invests into change lives here at Daybreak. When you give to the Great Commission Fund, you might be giving people <laughs> far away from here the opportunity to literally hear the gospel, to literally hear the name of Jesus for the first time in their lives. This past year, when you gave to our year-end offering, you put a new roof over our kids' classrooms here at this campus to help them be safe, distraction-free places to learn about God's love. You made live streaming our services a reality instead of just a dream. In fact, starting in just a few weeks, people will be able to engage with our service via live stream. You also helped to fund a brand new partnership with some new friends of ours in Cuba. Your giving enabled them to purchase building materials, to build a safe place to meet as a church family, and to train other pastors. And your giving also enabled us to buy the pastor of that church who travels from village to village on his bicycle, a new safe bike, so that he can continue to spread the gospel like wildfire in this country for people who are so hungry for it. Look at his happy face down there in the bottom left. <laughs> he loved it. In all of these ways, and in countless others, God is at work because of your generous giving. Because of you, Daybreak, because of the way that you contribute to God's work through serving and through giving, we celebrate. Because of you, lives are being changed. As we bring this thank you letter this week to a close, I wanted you to have one more picture of just how broadly this is happening in our Daybreak family. We asked about a dozen people to just give us a glimpse <laughs> into how their life is being changed because of your giving and because of your serving. And here's what they had to say. Because of you, I finally understand what it means to let Christ define who I am instead of my past. Because of you, I've been able to get my family back to church and closer to God. Because of you, I was able to go on my first missions trip and discover the ways that God is going to use my gifts here at home. Because of you, I've experienced what it feels like to belong and to really know the power and intensity of God's love. Because of you, I've learned it's okay not to be okay because above all, I'm a beloved child of God. Because of you, I have a church where I can bring my friends. Because of you, I have gone from depression to healing in Christ, and I am on the road to recovery. Because of you, through the ministry of Daybreak, I have grown in my relationship with God. Because of you, I have the opportunity to serve in kids' ministry. Because of you, I've experienced God's love and restoration, and I'm learning to trust Him more. Because of you, I have learned the power of prayer, and I can ask God to help me with anything. Because of you, I'm going to spend the next several months being equipped to serve others well. Because of you, I have a mentor to help me grow in my relationship with Jesus. Because of you. 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 
Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. Because of you. First of all, one more time, thank you. What an incredible honor it is to call all of you my brothers and sisters in Christ and to see all of the ways that you give yourself to Jesus' mission. Second of all, I want to invite you as we bring the message to a close to reflect and to respond on how God is moving in your heart. You know, some of you this morning are celebrating that you got to be a part of the work that God has done here at Daybreak this past year. And for others of you, this morning may have felt a little bit awkward because while you're excited to see all that God has done, you personally have missed out on the blessing of being part of it. But here's what's exciting. This moment, <laughs> this very moment, August 18, 2019, you can choose to engage in God's mission this next year. You can choose to serve you can choose to give. You can choose to contribute to God's work in these life-changing ways. And so I'll point you again to that Sunday Serve insert in your program guide and just encourage you to jump in, to find a place where you can get your feet wet and to get ready for all that God wants to do in and through you as you serve. And I'll point you towards this encouragement around giving, that we invite you to give not because we want something from you, but because we want something for you. You can give online at give.db.church or you can set up a one-time gift or my favorite recurring gifts. Sorry, I have to wave the recurring gifts flag. <laughs> or you can give by using the giving envelopes back at the offering boxes. And whether it's giving or serving, I'd love to answer any questions that you have. I'd love to help you get started any way that I can. Additionally, there's one more thing I want you to think about. It's this question. Who do you know that needs to experience life change through the serving and through the giving of our church family over this next year? Who do you know who needs so desperately to encounter God's love for them? Who is hurting or hungry? Who will you invite to be impacted by this church family so that a year from now they can say, because of you, daybreak, I am now experiencing a life-changing journey with Jesus. So take a few minutes, grab your response card out of your program guide, fill it out, fill out the serving insert. If you'd like someone to pray over you this morning, or maybe you'd just like to go back and thank our prayer partners for praying for you in the past, I'd invite you at any time to head to the prayer room throughout the rest of the service. And in fact, I would love to encourage you this morning after the service is over to find and to thank personally anyone who has made an impact on your journey with Jesus through their faithful service this past year. Let them know how much you praise God because of their faithfulness to serve so well. So take a minute, fill out your card, respond the way that God is leading you, and then engage back in corporate worship as you're ready.